Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com. Welcome to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. I'm Jean Till, and on today's show, we're visiting with Jennifer Johnson. Hmm wonder if there's any relationship there. Uh, Director of Nursing Services with InterVision Health to discover the growth in services that they are offering and to visit about their upcoming gala. So, Bishop? Well, Jean, uh, welcome and thank you. We, thank uh, you. You know you're a very familiar presence on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network and uh, your own show and uh, other things that you've uh, contributed so many ways. And we've collaborated in the Catholic Tuition Organization yeah. in other ways. And uh, and we pray a lot together, too. So thank, thank you, you for being willing to, to step forward here as we wish Kelly Mesher Collins well mm-hmm. and in her transition to a new uh, position with the state of Iowa. Uh, but uh, you're very much a, a member of the, the Diocese of Des Moines and, and a radio president. But just also a woman who just in many ways shares her gifts. So thank you for making your professionalism available to us and a little banter here. Yeah. God bless you. Thank you for that. You know, and I just want to invite people to join us in prayer Monday evenings, five to six at the cathedral. I mean, you are almost always there and have been since February of 21. I think so. I think that was about the time. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't feel that exceptional because I think our pastors and priests are Mm -hmm. there supporting Holy Hour. So that's just a kind of an experience for St. Ambrose Cathedral as well. but uh, And of course, John, uh, always by your side, your husband. Yes, and, my uh, husband. Did he sign off on you doing this show? I mean... Uh, <laughs> well, I did give him a kiss goodbye and said, I'll see you in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, very good. So lots of things happening. And you talk about the Holy Hour. Uh, this past Monday, we went right into the Catechetical Institute kind of graduation mass uh, following that. So those are the uh, you know ways of following the catechism. John mm-hmm. Wynn, uh, shepherding him along there. Fabulous Jack, program. Cavins, yeah, it was a great program. It's been such an mm-hmm. asset to the Diocese of Des Moines. And then uh, we're looking also, uh, last night we had the Donald Catholic High School Baccalaureate Mass at St. Mm-hmm. Francis of Assisi, uh, uh, this time of signature transitions for our young people and, and families as well, not only in the life of grace, but in their academic and other uh, aspirations that they've done. So, Well, know. and I remember my baccalaureate. You do. And it's been, you know, just a couple of years. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I remember some of the images that we created. I remember the music because I was involved with that. You know, it's... Even then you were a liturgist, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. From from the time I was 14. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. I started singing at Mass. I couldn't, yeah. you couldn't sing at Mass until you were in high school, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was St. Edmund's in Fort Dodge. It was St. Well, it was at Corpus Christi Parish, but okay. yeah, graduation, St. Edmund's. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Right. Something that caught my attention, we think of young people, uh, uh, the recent survey that found that Des Moines, the area metro, is the, the best mid-sized metro in the nation for people ages 25 to 39, so the millennials and the attraction. So in between that uh, 500,000 to 1 million, and so various criteria. And this was a secular study as well, but the population there, the largest share of millennial population at 22%. Uh, the cost of living is the second most affordable, fourth median annual income, and the fourth highest proportion of millennials with at least a bachelor's degree. So lots of quality of life considerations. Uh, no slight to the uh, Spirit Catholic Radio folks, but but uh, Des Moines uh, surpassed <laughs> Madison, Wisconsin, that party town. Mm. And Omaha, Nebraska, (laughs) other places like Chapel Hill, Durham, uh, North Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina. So as you know, all that's great and well on a human scale. But I also think that that's our challenge as as a church in the Diocese Mm -hmm. of Des Moines is how do we raise that to the life that is true life Mm -hmm. in, in Jesus Christ? The evangelization efforts, the ways we can make connections and have encounters. Yes, there's the Catholic Young Professionals Network, but I think there's many other ways. Well, not just in in the leadership, but uh, 
forming associations and cultivating connections in Christ among this vital uh, group of folks who uh, we we love and we want them to love Jesus like we do. And so it's a very, I think, the time, the appointed time for us to to really uh, step forward and try to to bring and uh, allow these people to discover what maybe they haven't had the opportunity to be churched, but uh, not in a way that it's the institutional face, but it's a human face of those of us who give witness in a bold way. And we all have to, all of us old people have to make sure the young people feel welcome because we want them to be a part of our community as well. You know, we have all of our friends and, you know, never you should never sit at another donuts and coffee table other than the people you always sit with. No, let's invite some of the young people to sit with us and meet their meet them and meet their little kids or babies, hold their babies. And if not donuts and coffee, perhaps Mm -hmm. a barley soda or something else. Yeah, Well, there's always that. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we're going to visit with Jennifer Johnson, the director of nursing services with Inner Vision Health. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. Welcome back to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. And on today's show, we're visiting with Jennifer Johnson, hmm, Director of Intervision, uh, Director of Nursing Services at Intervisions Healthcare. And we're going to discover how growth in services, the upcoming gala, all sorts of good stuff. So, Gene, what's that humph? That sounds very hmm. like consternation. Johnson, J O E N S. Huh? Yeah, well, she just is in from the Faroe Islands where there's oh. all these Joneses. Oh, is right? that where it is? Else. No, but uh, no, Jennifer, it's so good to have you. And, uh, you know, if you refer to me as Bishop or if you slip and call me Bill, nobody's going to be offended here. So, right? I mean, well, all in the you. family and uh, in laws that actually get along here as well. But, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, as you took on this position, we're going to get into it with about intervisions and all the great work they're doing as they realize their mission, but making it personal to apply for this position. Did you kind of say, well, I don't want to be tainted by association. So are you using <laughs> right. your, your maiden name, McCoy, did you do that? Well, I took it into account and um, I thought I thought about it, prayed about it, but felt it was best to be honest and transparent <laughs> okay. and and kept the resume Jennifer Johnson and <laughs> it worked. So I'm, I'm so thankful for that. Well, yes. And Tom, my brother, who's been on the show before, you know, and I believe you celebrated 23 years of marriage here. Right That's correct. Month. Congratulations. So, Thank you. Way to go. And uh, marvelous things. And uh, uh, hailing originally from Mason City, your folks, you know, has moved to Ankeny as well, where you live in St. Luke's Parish. And, uh, you know, that McCoy name for all those Hawk fans out there, maybe those who know some of the history, there's some associations there. Certainly. Yes. Yes. Uh, my parents, as, as the bishop said, are from Mason City, have relocated to Ankeny about nine years ago. And uh, most of the McCoys did attend University of Iowa, um, as well as my mother's um, brother and um, her father. Both were athletes at Iowa, both in basketball and golf. Uh, her maiden name was Chapman, and both my parents are from Fort Dodge, Iowa. And and as probably don't need to mention, but all of the McCoys are very strong Hawkeyes, which makes it quite fun and enjoyable and entertaining in the fall and winter as we uh, compete against the cyclones. Yeah, house divided, but house so divided. far civil, civility yeah. prevails in that. So very good. And, uh, you know, the athleticism and then your, your training as a nurse, uh, obviously uh, just even tending to my uh, brother is uh, high, who has high maintenance needs. You know, he, <laughs> he has various conditions, which we won't speak about, violating the laws here, but no. He has a handful, but yes, I'm really happy I, I went to the university 
University of Iowa College of Nursing, trained as a nurse, kept that license current all these years during our marriage. Um, it's been helpful both in my professional career, but certainly personal as well. Yeah, yeah. And so you were in the medical sales industry, various positions there. And uh, yeah. so kind of a vocational unfolding for you that's led you here. Could you just talk about that maybe spiritual path? Yes, yes. So I was in uh, pharmaceutical medical sales for over 24 years. And I felt like God and the Holy Spirit was guiding me to another path. But I didn't realize that at the time. Um, Back when I was 46, Tom said, hey, what do you want for your birthday? And, you know, usually it's a trip, it's jewelry, that kind of thing for most 40-some-year-old women. But I said, you know, I really would like to take a nurse refresher course. And he giggled, and and I just thought it was important um, for me. I had a calling. I felt it was what I needed to do, and and that was back in twenty twenty one. And it just, you know, it was interesting. It kind of got me back into my um, education of what I studied at Iowa. And I had no idea. I continued down medical sales for then a couple years. But then in August of 2022, I just felt it was time for me to leave the industry. And I did not have another job. I I just I resigned and, and thought God will lead me down the path that I'm supposed to go. Yeah, marvelous. And so it was a kind of leap of faith for you and, uh, you know, not storing up worldly treasure in that respect, but uh, something that I think, you know, the spiritual benefits. And then the InterVisions position opens up. Uh, you interview. Uh, by the way, the, the gala is coming up next week, is it not? And yeah, kind of the experience there. It is. It's, you know, it's, there's so many exciting things uh, occurring right now at InterVisions Healthcare. We have, we have several new staff. I'm so thankful I was able to join in September of last year. But yes, our gala, which is our biggest fundraiser of the year, um, is scheduled for Thursday, June 1st at the Iowa Events Center. Uh, we what's neat about that is we when we initially had the gala back in the day, we had about 450 people attending. We now attract about 1200 individuals um, to that event and raise close to half a million dollars. We have our tickets. <laughs> Good. Thank you. Remarkable. I look forward to it. Well, they were really desperate for someone to give the closing blessing. So actually, you know, <laughs> Thursdays, though, sometimes that's a putative day off for me. But sure. the, it'll be great to join the group. Wonderful. Uh, you know, the, the, the toughest decision of the night. Will not be what I wear, but at whose <laughs> table will I sit? Uh, you know, I've also we've got a biking for babies group that's going to be there since they're one of the beneficiaries of uh, you know intervisions of the biking for babies initiative. So, but this is not what we're talking about today. Well, let's focus specifically on intervisions and all that they're about—a pregnancy resource center or other ways in which they're described, which can be a kind of provocative thing in our in our communities yes. and our culture as well. So, tell mm-hmm. us about the mission specifically. Yes, so we are a pregnancy medical clinic. Uh, We are a resource for women with unplanned pregnancies. We are all donor funded and we are also free. We do not charge insurance. So every service we provide uh, to men and then women, we do also STD testing is of no charge to those individuals. Um, And as far as our mission, um, we're empowering abortion minded women and families to make life affirming decisions. And that is our mission. And that guides us every single day. And part of it. Just to talk about the finances, because, again, that can be a sticking point for some people. So, so any government support for the services? I mean, if certain things are eligible, I mean, Medicare, Medicaid or anything on that front? No, we do not. We do not take Medicaid, Medicare, no government grants, nothing of that nature. Um, there's various grants through for example, focus on the family and those types of organizations that pregnancy medical clinics can apply for. Um, But no, we are 
we really run because of our generous, generous donors. Um, there are so many kind, giving, generous people in the Des Moines metro and beyond um, that help us and support us so we're able to live out our mission every day. Um, and we have a staff of approximately 12 people. I have three full-time staff nurses. I also have several volunteer nurses that assist with our pregnancy appointments, with STD appointments. Um, we've also incorporated telehealth into our services, which is wonderful for people who are further away but just need to speak with a nurse perhaps that afternoon for just 15 minutes to just get some good information, factual medical information, and just to calm them down, to slow them down in their thinking and their process. So with that telehealth, does that extend the reach then, I mean, beyond central Iowa, I mean, in uh, the reaches of the state, uh, Nebraska, or even beyond? Yes, it can. We've had several from um, the state of Iowa. We've had one from Ohio. But because of the nursing licensure compact through the State Board of Nursing, um, we are able able to do telehealth appointments wherever there is that compact agreement. So it allows us to reach more women um, if they do contact us. It's really a beautiful thing. Um, I also want to touch upon, we do abortion pill reversal, APR as it's known. And I it's, wonder what that acronym stood yes. for. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And it's, it's not really known um, in the community, but we are really trying to market it to our potential patients, you know, so they know that if they go through a chemical abortion, which consists of two pills, if they start that first pill and then they change their mind, there's actually an APR national hotline that will put them in touch with whatever pregnancy medical clinic that is closest to them. So, for example, since we've offered this since 2020, um, we've worked with 15 women to help them reverse that abortion. Um, and all that really all that is is giving a regimen of uh, progesterone. Okay, and that's something that Planned Parenthood doesn't want women to know about, right? No, it's not advertised at all. In fact, um, there is data on it. There's a 68% success rate um, by taking the progesterone orally and when you do follow the regimen. But it's not, you know, it's not well known. And um, we've recently started a medical ambassador program. So Dr. Shannon Hood is one of our recent volunteers. Um, she's a retired family practice physician from Mercy in Ankeny, and she's just a wonderful resource. And she has gone out into the community to speak with ERs, OB-GYNs, uh, family practice to educate them on, of course, all of our services, but in particular, the APR process. So just to maybe hopefully dispel something, but it might be a, a source of reservation for a woman who might say, well, maybe I've kind of started this process in motion that the, the train has left the station in a way. If you take the first pill, mm -hmm. you know, uh, are there any harms done to the woman herself or to the to the the infant the fetus or, or any well, what that does is it blocks the receptor, mm -hmm. so progesterone is not able then to get to the baby and it can begin to separate from the uterine wall mm -hmm. um, but because of um you know, if they call us right away, they start the progesterone, um, the success rate is pretty high, and it's always worth a try. Uh, we always do an ultrasound to see if there is a fetal heart rate prior to starting the process. Um, but no, as far as issues to the baby or the mother, there are some side effects to the mother of feeling uncomfortable, nauseous, that type of thing. But um, it's certainly, is it's more important to start that process because if they're 
they have the ability to reverse it. They're, they feel strongly about it. Um, it's worth a try to help them save their baby. Yeah, there is discomfort, but it's not insuperable, and it's you know, in, in nothing in a long term uh, yeah. way. So. Um, just, uh, you know, the, the websites, the ways in which the message goes out. And there are two sites for InterVisions. I'm using sites in two different ways sure. here. But the, the third one is the, the electronic platform. Um, how, again, detractors who might say, well, this is a big bait-and-switch operation. Mm-hmm. You're leading women to thinking that they're going to be able to begin to procure an abortion. And lo and behold, you're about something else. And so how would you respond to that? Yeah, we hear that, we hear that often nationally. Uh, it's a huge criticism of pregnancy medical centers. But really, I think that comes from a lack of education as to what we do. And we are always very transparent. Um, and that's the key thing that's important to us. Transparency. We do. We offer research-based medical advice from registered nurses um, that are fully trained, that know what they're doing. They have experience working in hospitals um, prior to coming to our facility. And so we don't we don't trick them and we're very upfront. If you go to our patient website, we we state on there we do not refer or uh, perform abortions. And that patient will hear that several times if they if they get to it on the website, but then our receptionists also say that to them two times. Um, they also meet with a client advocate. So if they want to opt out right there in the, in the waiting they area, certainly they certainly can. can know. They certainly can. And does that yes. happen on occasion? Um, on occasion. But, um, you know, we really uh, see they do come in to see us because they need someone to talk to immediately. These women are in crisis. They're scared. They don't know what to do. And they just want to speak with someone. And so they will come in. And then our client advocates, who are all volunteers, will also make that statement as well. So never once is there any sort of switch mm-hmm. ever. It's very clear as we go through the whole appointment. And Jennifer, what is the website for the patients? So Intervisions Healthcare. Dot org. Dot org. Mm-hmm. And then our donor site, which has additional information on the gala, is IVHcare.org. Um, and one thing on the gala, just a quick plug, it is on uh, June 1st at the Iowa Event Center, as I said, but we have a phenomenal speaker. Um, his name is Dr. Bill Lyle. He's known as the pro-life doc, so you can go to his website. And he his mission is beautiful. I mean, he believes in the sanctity of life. His stories are powerful. They're energizing. And I really encourage you all to, you know, look him up on the internet. And then if you're able to attend our gala, we do still have tickets available. Um, Really encourage you to, to attend. And he's very inspiring. The pro-life doc. The pro-life doc. Yes. Bill Lyle, L I L E. And, uh, I like his first name already, you know. But, yeah, it's uh, a good one. But, yeah, but uh, Bishop Bell. But uh, <laughs> oh, I swear, don't, no. Don't don't start a trend. Oh, uh. Excuse me, that did not occur. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, I, I've heard other accounts. It's a, a lively, fun evening. It's it not is. this kind of sweated. Thing, oh, you know, we're culture warriors and we have to go out there. And, no, you know. it's not. You know, it's not at all what uh, is probably perceived. In fact, um, you know, my children, Michael and Olivia, and then Michael's friend Lauren are attending it's for you know they're 17 and 20 years old so it's an appropriate age for them to attend but you see people of all ages from the area it's very lively 
we have, I guess, a wonderful MC this year. His, his name is Tom. And <laughs> I promise, Tom. <laughs> oh, my. This is getting. It's not nepotism. Uh, I know. No, I mean, it's no. clannish, though. Yeah. This, this young man loves to speak and be in front of large crowds. So I thought he'd fit in perfectly. But he will keep things moving along. It's actually only about a 20 hour event. 20, 20 hour? 20 hour event. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to get a hotel. Yeah. Two, two, excuse me. Um, a two hour event. We keep things moving along very quickly. It's a fun event. It's lively. There's lots of um, really like-minded people, but you know, you learn from each other and it's very educational. Yeah, tell me this wasn't a, a high school graduation present for Olivia. This is her high school grade. You get a free, free seat at the interview. Right. She's, yeah, she's saying, thank you, Mom. This is, this is it, you know? This is it. No. Um, no, there's more to come, Olivia. No worries. <laughs> yeah, and soon you'll be empty nesters here, so that'll be a new transition. We will. Too. And yeah. can you believe I have a Hawkeye daughter attending Iowa State University uh, with her brother? It's a sign of the apocalypse, so I don't know. <laughs> but anyway. Selfishly, she'll be 20 minutes away, so it's a blessing. Yeah, we, we need to take a quick break. And when we come back, Jennifer, you've got some stories to tell. I do. I do. Thank you. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Welcome back to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. Gene, it's almost like you've been in this chair for decades here, you know. So. It has been. <laughs> Jennifer Johnson, thank you for remaining with us here. Um, the the mission, I mean, it is an organization open to all people of goodwill who want to promote a culture of life. Uh, it is a Christian, and it, the Catholic uh, commitment to this is very strong. Mm-hmm. So is it, is it a Catholic organization? No, it's not, although there are you know, a a high number of Catholics involved as um, donors, employees to Intervisions Healthcare. Um, We have, it's it's a Christian faith-filled group of individuals um, all coming together for one single mission. And uh, we opened our doors in 2011. Uh, We now have two clinics. We have one on 50th and West Des Moines, and then we opened our South Clinic on Army Post Road in 2019. So really, that allows us to serve a larger population in the Des Moines area. I remember one of my first official acts as Bishop of Des Moines was to consecrate the chapel there, the altar, and that. So very uh, memorable for me and a very holy and special place. So, uh, But, you know, we can talk big picture, but it's always the stories that are compelling for us and the, the people and with respecting the confidentiality, Jen. But could you offer us, a, you know, an insight into one of the, the real life stories? Yes, yes. And that's one of the joys of this, this opportunity, this job at Intervisions is, you know, there's some days that are really hard and challenging and emotionally uh, weighing on us and the nurses. And then once in a while, God brings us one of our patients back from a year, two years ago um, with a beautiful story. So I would like to share one today. And of course, um, this is all confidential. Um, I'll just read the email briefly. I'd like to extend my sincere thanks and appreciation to the management and team of Intervisions. I'm extremely grateful for the support and care afforded to me a couple of months ago when I showed up at your Army Post Road location seeking to complete an abortion. It was a very depressing moment for me and my family. 
I'm thankful I met Nurse Katie, who provided me with unconditional love and support, and above all, prayed with me. Yesterday, I visited the Army Post Road Clinic to thank Nurse Katie for praying with me, which led to my decision to keep the pregnancy irrespective of my trauma related to my pregnancy. It's my pleasure to introduce our miracle baby, Malachi. God bless you all for the amazing work you do. I'm eternally grateful. And so when you... Praise God. Praise God. It's beautiful. We were closing one afternoon, and she drove up to the clinic, was able to talk with Candace and Jolene, our nurse and scheduler, and share this information, sent us a follow-up email. We've met her baby. It's just a beautiful story. And the impact impact our nurses have on these patients is it's... It's tremendous. And, and how the ripple effects, it's not just two people whose lives there, but now the ripple of all that they're going to touch and the, the young Malachi and his life. Absolutely. You know, what, what will happen there. And, and think if, you know, think if he, she had never stepped into our clinic. And um, one, one thing to look forward to is at the gala, we will reveal the number of babies we've saved since 2011. And oh, you can, we, yeah. won't, <laughs> we won't tell anybody about this show. No, I'd love to share. It is four digits. I will say that. And, and it is, it's pretty awesome. It's mm. pretty awesome. So one of the duties I have is monthly to um, calculate uh, that number. And it's just so exciting to bring that to the rest of the leadership team because it just keeps us moving. We're doing the right thing. Uh, our souls magnify the Lord. So we have very few seconds left here, but uh, just one extension of the mission is to work with younger people, younger women, and educating them, kind of creating this consciousness before it's a crisis moment. Absolutely, yes. And I do want to mention, we have just recently uh, started a sexual integrity program. It's called Real Essentials, and I have two nurses that are fully trained for that, and they're able to work with middle schoolers, high schoolers, even elementary, to really focus Focus on a good relationship and feeling of yourself will lead to good choices as you move forward in the world. So if you'd like more information, they can certainly reach out to InterVisions. Yeah, to to discover themselves like, you know, Nurse Katie, that they're unconditionally loved at that age and that the choices that would follow from that. Absolutely. Great to having you on here. Oh, thank you so much, Bishop. Appreciate it. Well, this has been another edition of Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. Thank you to Jennifer and to all of our listeners in Iowa, Nebraska, Wisconsin, or wherever you may be listening to Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. You can hear Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson every week on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Making It Personal is provided by Sarah Vocations Ministry. Learn more at joinserra.org.